Well, Labor Day is over, so you know what that means. Number one, you're not supposed to wear white anymore. And number two, it's definitely back to school time. Today's episode is all for the students. Here we go. You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Welcome back to Elevate Your Eight, and I hope everybody had an amazing Labor Day weekend. For me, Labor Day means anniversary because my husband and I got married on Labor Day, September 5th, 1994. So if you can do the math in your head really quickly, that means 25 years. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. You know, I say it in my head and I just kind of go, wow. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I've been married for 25 years. I mean, I can, but um, yeah, it's so bizarre and I'm really excited. Um, I'm taking him away on a surprise getaway on Thursday, September 5th, which is our exact anniversary. But yeah, so other than that, for me, for a lot of people, Labor Day signifies the end of summer. So now I'm sure you're all thinking about, well, okay, it's back to school and the weather's going to get cooler soon and the nights are going to get longer soon, (laughs) things like that. Mostly it's back to school time. Um, If you're on semesters, last week was probably your first week of school. If you're a parent and you have young kids in school, your kids probably went back one or two or maybe even three weeks ago. And if you're on those ugly, terrible, disgusting quarters, which I'm sorry, I just hate them. They don't make any sense to me. But if you're on quarters, then you're not going back to school for another couple weeks. So this episode is coming to everybody right on time, and I'm super excited. So the first thing I want to talk about is for new college students, this is a whole new time of exploration and learning and figuring out a whole bunch of different things. Um, Not the least of which is your study patterns and how you're mastering the information needed to get your bachelor's degree or your associate's degree or your certificate, no matter what it is that you're working on, you are working towards achievement of mastery of some topic. And whether you use that mastery to get a job right away and enter the workforce, or whether you get an associate's degree and you move on to a four-year school, or you finish your four-year degree and you're off to grad school, there's There's like a dozen, there's more than a dozen options here, at least, very easily. And so I hearken back to my five years of undergrad and three years of graduate school. When I started college, I was operating under the assumption or, you know, the old wives tale, I don't know what you want to call it, that for every one hour of class, you need to study for two hours. So if I was in a four-hour biology class that included three weekly hours of lecture and one hour of lab, that would mean I would study my biology eight hours in that week. 
So after a while, you start, you know, adding all this stuff up. And you're into that whole 40 hour week thing, which is not a terrible thing. Because when you grow up and leave college, you're more than likely going to work 40 hours a week anyway. And if you are operating under the elevate your eight mentality, you are definitely only working 40 hours. So that is something that I practiced my entire first year of college. And I want to say I took 15 units. And I'd have to go back and think about that. What did I take? I took college algebra, I took English, I took honors English, excuse me, I took biology, I had a Spanish class, I think, and what else did I take? My God, this is making me crazy. Oh, I know I had 16 units. I'm almost positive I had 16 units. So that would have been 32 hours of study for me, and 32 plus 16 is 48 right 32 and 16 is 48 so that's already more than 40 hours in a week but I'm going to tell you guys other than going to class and studying and hanging out with my boyfriend I didn't do anything else I was not involved in clubs and organizations for my first semester of school for sure and I know now I think about that I did that very intentionally because I wanted to get a rhythm and I wanted to have a successful first year of college and understand my habits and I think I just did that instinctively a because the boy that I dated was valedictorian of my high school class and probably one of the smartest people that I ever knew so he was studying that meant I was studying and even though some of my classes for me were pretty easy um, except for algebra I made a B in college algebra and whatever <laughs> um, you know what math is? It's pick up your calculator and balance your checkbook. Okay, that's that's the only thing I ever want to do with math ever again. But that's beside the point. So, so yeah, the first semester of my freshman year was really, really good. I did not make a 4.0 because I had that B in algebra. But I feel really good about where I landed and I had a good study routine going on. Now, moving into the second semester of my freshman year and I was making friends who were involved in activities and things like that and I thought well I need to get on this somehow and the first thing that I started with was the hall council of my residence hall so I wanted to be involved there and I met more new people and I you know went to a couple meetings and started thinking like how does this affect my study patterns and my study habits and I just had to make I had to make the time for that. So it wasn't that I was studying less. It was that I was carving out other things. Maybe I don't go to a movie with my boyfriend the week um, of a hall council meeting. Or maybe instead of going grocery shopping for weekend food, I replace that with going to the hall council meeting. So there were things that I had to sacrifice and priorities I had to make in order to make time for my involvement. And we talk about that with the Elevate Your Eight philosophy all the time. It's super important that you prioritize the things you want to get done. Those are your must-do items. Work in the things that you would uh, like to get done. Those are the want to do, I'm sorry, yeah, need to do items. And then figure out how you can make time for the other things. And those are the want to do items. The more I was in college, the more I learned to prioritize my tasks. And I started to get more and more involved in school. I did a, a handful of really, really big things on 
a scale of doing two or three things really, really well and not trying to do like 25 things mediocre. So I eventually became a resident advisor and I also joined uh, an organization called Angel Flight, which was affiliated with Air Force ROTC. And those were the two things that I did through the rest of my college time. And I felt really good about all of them. I enjoyed those activities immensely. Um, so much so that the housing thing eventually became a career for me. I'm going to say this now about that whole two hours of study to one hour of class. I did not feel like that system brought me mastery. And I'm going to explain to you why. I worked a lot on memorization and understanding things for the time, like what do I need to retain in order to make good grades on this exam? Consequently, I can't really tell you a lot of the stuff that I did well on in college. Like I could not tell you anything about the themes in the works of Chaucer or Shakespeare for that matter. I, I couldn't tell you any short story or, or novel that I read for my American or English literature classes. I can tell you some of the books I read in Honors English my second semester because we wrote essays on them and there was a lot of compare and contrast so for example we read Beowulf and Grendel and those two books work off each other because they're related and I really I really dug those two books um, we read Hamlet and then Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead so you see my point I, I excelled in that class and I still remember aspects of that class because I wasn't just learning for memorization I was learning for mastery and I think that two-hour study rule two hour for every one hour in class gets lost on that and it's not about mastery anymore so I had found a couple of articles here one of these is on faculty focus and the website is facultyfocus.com. And it talks about ditching the two-hour study rule. And it talks about shifting focus from time to task. In addition to active reading assignments and graded homework, these other activities do things like promote engagement and go beyond students' typical study strategies. So this here is more just um, a suggestion for faculty on ways that they can plan their class curriculum around students gaining mastery rather than rote memorization. Today's show is being sponsored by the Midday Meditation Pump-Up Podcast. Fitting meditation into your day can feel daunting when you have so much on your plate. That's why best-selling author Marissa Iman created the Midday Meditation Pump-Up Podcast to get you your daily dose of meditation while multitasking anything else from cooking, working, walking, or getting in your exercise. This 10-minute meditation podcast is like a shot of espresso for your soul, delivered every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So feel super productive and totally uplifted with the Midday Meditation Pump-Up Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. Now back to my show. So if you're a faculty member and you happen to be listening to this podcast, I, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. And you've learned in your own way how to make the classroom assignments interesting for students and keep them motivated in a way that they're learning for mastery and not just for memorization. Then I found, and I have a few other tips for the students who are listening, specifically, um, 
ways that you can manage your time when you're in school that you might not have already thought about. So the first tip I have, and this is from intelligent.com. The first tip I have is talking about studying specifically, and it says to keep a detailed schedule for school and life commitments, and having a study plan is key in committing time to studying. Part of creating that plan is mapping out dates for schoolwork, like tests, exams, and projects. And if you do this at the start of each semester, then you're gonna know when your busy times are and you can account for that so that you do have time for involvement and getting um, connected with student organizations and clubs and things like that. If you're a student who has to have a job, which these days it seems like everybody needs to have a job to pay for school, you can work this into the mix too. And I would say in my experience, most employers work with students to schedule them around their, their classes. So that's one thing that's super important to do is to have a detailed schedule for school and life commitments which includes a study plan and prioritizing your assignments. Then the next thing, and this is again part of the studying piece, is to figure out a way to break down big assignments into smaller chunks. So for example, if you know on the first day of class that 50% of your grade is going to be a term paper on a specific subject, um, and you know, all of us have done this at least once in our in our college career waiting till you know the last two minutes to take care of the term paper and it's so much better if you break this down into smaller chunks and intelligent.com has six steps that you could use for doing a research paper a term paper the first one is doing the research and taking the notes the second one is writing the outline the third thing is writing the introduction and the thesis statement. Four is writing the body. Five is writing the conclusion. And six is revising. So these tasks can be spread out over the course of several weeks. So you're not sitting down in front of a blank screen the night before the paper is due, right? And I know the only over, I'm sorry, the only all-nighter that I ever did in college was preparing a semester assignment the day before it was due. It was in an education class and it was back even before we were using computers. I was still running to the 24-hour Kinko's to make copies at the last minute. So, oh my gosh, that was awful. The next tip I want to share with you students, and it's something that I talk about on the show all the time, and that's avoiding distractions and time wasters. And everybody has cell phones these days, so you guys have to put the phones away when it's time to do your work. I turn them off, put them in a desk drawer, hide them in your backpack, get them out of sight, out of mind, so that you can do your work. The article here suggests using apps that'll block social media messages and other distractions or of course just turn your notifications off and that way you don't get bothered by that kind of stuff and if you're like me and I'm learning this myself I have a smartwatch um, that I use for swimming but I wear it during the school day and I have notifications set for this watch and I need to figure out now how to turn them off because even if my phone's not right in front of me if my phone is close to me then my watch is getting notified and I get a little buzz on my wrist and the first thing I ever want to do is is pull it up to my face and see what it says in a meeting that's distracting and when you're talking to somebody that's just downright rude so that's my 
that's my thing there about the whole phone thing. If you open that phone just one time because you want to check for an email, then the next thing you know, you're in the Instagram and you're rolling the scroll or uh, you start texting somebody, things of that nature. Then another tip in this article is to minimize multitasking, but technically speaking, multitasking does not exist. You can't, your brain does not have the capacity to operate two things at the same time doing both of them well. So for example, this would be like trying to type when you're talking on the phone. Eventually you start typing what you're saying and not typing what you wanna type. That's a problem. Another thing that would be multitasking, I think, is trying to read while you're listening to music. And your brain is just going to switch tasks back and forth between listening to the lyrics of the song or watching television, for that matter, and trying to read the text in the book. That doesn't make any sense. So minimize your multitasking or actually just think about single tasking at one time and carving that stuff up into pieces. So if it means that you read for 20 minutes and then you take a 10 minute music break so that you can kind of mix things up and keep it from feeling like it's a long arduous task, then do that. So I think that is what I would like to share with you today in terms of back to school and time management. As always, I'm so grateful that you downloaded this episode. It means so much to me that you listen to my show. And if you would like to connect with me, I would love to hear from you. I am on Instagram at ChrismasPeak. That's K-R-I-S-M-A-S-P-E-A-K. Or you can head on over to ElevateYourAid.com where I have old shows. You can connect with me there. And the last thing I'm going to ask is if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and then leave a rating and review. And what I'm learning is that those ratings and those reviews tell Apple Podcasts that my show is worth your time. And that helps me get a lot more visibility within the Apple Podcast world, the Stitcher world, the Spotify world, all of those podcasting worlds. And it's just an opportunity for me to help more people like you with your daily time management and productivity issues. So this is Chris McPeak. You've been listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. And for today, I'm out of here.